Good afternoon. This is Juan at September 26th. Welcome to episode three, Escaping the Lukewarm. Okay, today we're going to talk about the enemy. Uh, we're going to break him down. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, that is the devil, Satan, Lucifer, uh, whatever you want to call him, demon man, uh, whatnot. We're going to break him down uh, because we did uh, episode two, we broke, uh, broke down the lukewarm. What is the lukewarm? dangers of all that so now we're going to discuss you know our enemy you can we can see ourselves like you know like spiritual warriors so we need to know who we're fighting against you know as a soldier you wouldn't go out into the the battlefield without your you know bulletproof vest your gun you know gps and whatnot so why as christians are we not going to be aware of what we're up against so first i'd like to start off um, by rep uh, referencing uh first peter 5 8 and this states, uh, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a warring lion, seeking someone to devour. Now we're going to break this down. I'm going to list uh, some things that the, um, as per scripture, not my opinion, as per scripture that Satan will use to throw us off our path, uh, to get us to sin, to get us to compromise our faith and whatnot. And um, I did in each... Um, thing i'm going to mention i'm going to reference to scripture i'm not going to break down every single verse that i list because there's a ton of them and it would probably take like over an hour to do that uh so i'm just going to break break down a couple here and there and uh that should go pretty well okay so the first one i want to mention that he uh, he does do to throw us off is he imitates and this is referenced in acts 8 revelations 13 16 and 19 um, in some of these passages, he's, uh, they speak of him uh, as trying to appear as a beacon of light uh, during a time of need uh, or an angel of light. You know, like say he imitates, he's a fake, he's a phony. He's going to try to convince you that you need whatever he's selling. <clears throat> now, whatever he's selling can get you out of depression, can get you more money, can get you, you know, whatever. And he's probably going to attack you either at a really, really high point you feel like everything's going amazing or at a really, really low point. And he's going to imitate that angel of light, that beacon of light. And I, like I said, that was referenced, the scriptures referenced here, Acts 8 and Revelation 13, 16, and 19. Uh, the next one I'm going to mention is he does counterfeit. He counterfeits. Similar to imitating, but a little bit different. And that is referenced in Matthew 13, verses 24 to 30. And verses 38 through 40. The next one is he steals, kills, and destroys. And this one's referenced in Genesis 3, Matthew 13, Acts 5 and 7, and Luke 22. And uh, probably the one that everyone's heard about the most is there in the scripture, uh, Genesis 3. Or that's the, of course, uh, in, in the Garden of Eden when the, when the, ser the serpent lies and uh, convinces, you know, Adam and Eve to, you know, do against what the, uh, the Lord was telling them. And like I said, that was Genesis 3, Matthew 13, Acts 5, 7, and Luke 22. The next one is that he afflicts and oppresses. And this is refer uh, reference to scripture in Luke 13, 16, and Matthew 8, 16. And this, um, this speaks of a time around uh, Jesus' three-year ministry here on earth. It speaks at a time during his ministry that the spiritual darkness was so intense 
with demons and they had affected um, the people uh, not only spiritually uh, but physically you know there were that you know the, it was that so intense at that time um, that it was not only affecting their mind but also their body uh, so it talks about Jesus having to drive out out demons and multitudes uh, of and you know of people multiple demons and people at, you know at one place and it talks about him going from synagogue to synagogue uh, town to town you know driving and casting out demons uh, out of the people and notice I did say now synagogue to synagogue so these are these were believers these aren't non-believers these were in synagogues which are not familiar with that that's uh, that was a uh, Jewish place of worship at the time I mean still is I think they still use that term so these were believers <clears throat> keep that in mind okay the next one to mention he accuses and this is reference to first John 2 1 what he's gonna do here he's gonna sh um, influence you try to get into your mind try to convince you of a sin try to lead you to the wrong path and get you to do what you know against God's will against what's what we're supposed to be practicing in the Bible uh, rather that's a sin or you know some some other act and then after you commit that he's going to shame you and make you feel guilty about it so he's going to double tap you he's going to influence you lead you the wrong way with whatever rather it's the people around with you know you know um, your flesh he's going to get into you he's going to shame you to do what he wants you to do and then he's going to make you feel guilty about it and make you not feel worthy of grace of the lord's grace and that you know when that happens, uh, if you aren't aware of it, you know, that can throw some people off. Um, that feeling of shame and guilt can really, you know, really ride on you if you don't know where, where it's coming from. Okay, the next one I'm going to mention is he binds. Um, and this is a reference to uh, 2 Corinthians 4, verses 3 through 4, and 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14. And he's going to do this uh, via confusion. They say, oh, I said he Oh, it's he blinds. I think I might have said binds. He blinds. So he's going to blind you, make you feel confused, uh, throw some resistance um, in front of you, <clears throat> try to get your emotions working, um, try to throw you off, blind you by pride, blind you by anger, blind you by unforgiveness, by stubbornness. And if you've ever um, dealt with this in your life, specifically like pride and unforgiveness, that can, um, or you are the one dealing with that or if you had you know someone you're close with dealing with that that can really take you down a really dark path for a long time um you'll see close family or friends you know not talking to each other not communicating with each other for years or even you know even decades because of pride maybe something bad happened and unforgiveness you're unwilling to forgive uh, but we do know as uh Christians, once, you know, we repent, we repent of our sins, you know, unforgiveness is a, is a very big part of it. We need to forgive everyone so we can move on and God can use us um, uh, for his works. Okay, and that was, he's, he blinds, <clears throat> uh, and that, that again was 2 Corinthians uh, 4, 3 through 4, 1 Corinthians two fourteen, And the next one, he hinders, he's going to hinder you. That's referenced in Matthew 16, verses 21 through 23. And this um, verse, I'm sorry, this piece of scripture here specifically uh, talks about a discussion or talk with uh, Peter, Apostle Peter, and Jesus. 
where at, at one point uh, during the conversation, Jesus actually told Peter what's gotten into you or the, or Satan has gotten inside of you. And, uh, because they were discussing they're talking and I guess Peter didn't like what Jesus was saying for whatever reason, you know, like I said, the devil, double party gotten into his mind, his thoughts and his feelings, his flesh. And he actually re rebuked the Lord. Yeah. Think of that. And so that earned himself a rebuke back. So like I said, he's going to hinder you by your thoughts, uh, by manip manipulation, trying to confuse you, trying to do all the other things we listed above uh, to get his way and influence you. And that was Matthew 16, 21 to 23, which was a discussion between Apostle Peter and Jesus. Uh, the next one I'm going to mention, he disguises himself. And this is 2 Corinthians 11, verses 13 to 15. And this right here is uh, mainly involves a time during Apostle Paul's ministry uh, where he um, was going town and town, uh, you know, spreading the word, uh, casting out demons, healing the sick, uh, that he kept running into uh, false, false apostles, people that are trying to claim to be working under the arm of the Lord, using the Lord's name, um, name to promote their you know, their false doctrine that they're doing. And uh, a lot of them are you know, dealing with other types of witchcraft and, and sor uh, sorcery, I'm sorry. And so there's so we're seeing there that the enemy was disguising himself as, you know, someone, you know, as a savior, because these people were seeing, you know, Paul and some of the other apostles, you know, healing people, healing the sick, uh, like I said, casting out demons, just freeing these people out of bondage. These men, uh, operating, you know, demonically, we're trying to pretend to be these guys, but instead they're only probably putting more demons in them by promoting this weird sorcery and uh, witchcraft that was going on. And that was Second uh, Corinthians 11, 13, verses 13 to 15. Okay, now the last one I'm going to mention is he twists the word of God, and that is referenced in uh, John 8, uh Verse 44 and Genesis 2, 16 through 17 and uh, Genesis 3, 1. The Genesis uh, portion, that is the um, the encounter there uh, where it's Adam and Eve and the serpent where he manipulates them and gets them to go against God. And you, as you can see, when he by them by him twisting the word, you can even see that so much uh, in today's word where world it's more than ever, especially over the last couple of years. Uh, where you get these people, these pastors, and these aren't pastors of very small congregations, even though I'm not saying that that can't happen in a small congregation, but you're talking about pastors that are, you know, ministering, quote unquote, the word to tens and thousands of people, like very big congregations, and they are just twisting the word of God. They're omitting stuff. They're saying stuff that is not of the Bible. They are... um like I said, a lot of a lot of it's omitting. They're trying to be very politically correct. Um, if you, like I said, if you haven't see, uh, run into any of these um, any of these ministers uh, putting out the word, they're they're going to try to be more politically correct, and they're going to omit a lot of stuff. And they've been doing it very specifically regarding these new alphabet movements that are coming out of what is a man, what is a woman, what's a marriage, and trying to claim that that is all okay. 
that is all okay with God because God is love, which he is, but they're also, like I said, omitting a lot of things because it's very specific in the Bible and multiple books of the Bible about what a marriage is and that it is between a man and a woman and the role of a man and the role of the woman and what we are supposed to be doing and what we are not supposed to be doing. But these pastors, either for political reasons, monetary reasons, maybe they don't want to lose their money, maybe they are operating under some doctrines of, you know, demons, but you're seeing it a lot more now. Like they're just basically bowing down to whatever agenda and watering down their message knowingly. I mean, I'm hoping some of it is unknowingly, but even then, so it's still very dangerous. Um, but this also can reference to um, Hosea 4.6 because you'll see when they're pushing this message, you'll see the people in, the, in their congregation clapping as if, you know, it's something good. But had they know what's, maybe they don't know what's in the word. So Hosea 4.6 my people will be destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. If you don't know what's in the Bible, how are you going to know when you encounter, um, you know, some sort of false doctrine or false word or false teacher, or false prophet, you know, anything. And that doesn't mean, you know, you got to memorize every single book and you got to know every single thing. But if you get a good grasp of what's in the Bible, you do your readings, you're going to have a good idea after a while, after, you know, you, you dive into the word for some while that once you hear a message, it's not, and it might not sit right with you because you're going to, you know what, I, you're going to know your God. You're going to develop a relationship with him. You're going to be praying. Also, you're going to be fasting and you're going to just know that. Yeah, my God, I don't think he said that, or I don't think he's that's in the Bible. So you're going to notice that when you hear things like that, and then you're going to go, like I said, reference the Bible. And nowadays it's super easy. You can basically Google a verse or Google a question, and you can also do it in the Bible app, I believe. There's a pretty good Bible app out there where you can just basically, I think, search a verse, for search a question, and it'll take you to a verse, and then you can you know, check it out to see how valid that message is if it's not sitting right with you. But like I said, we have to know because we need to be getting in the Word ourselves. We can't um, count on, you know, just your pastor on, you know, depending if you're going one or two days or how many, how many days a week you go to church. We can't, you can't really, uh, relying on that to be your soul, um, soul, um, place where you get, you know, fed the word of God. You need to be getting in there yourself, <clears throat> preferably daily. Okay. And, um, I'm just going to reference some more scriptures. Uh, that talk about uh, that attacks attacks coming in disguise um, to be prepared for attacks, and you can definitely expect them once you start operating outside of the lukewarm and you start getting on fire for God. Um, you'll probably be on his radar. Maybe not. Probably it's going to probably happen because he's he doesn't he's going to see what you're doing. He's going to see what you're trying to do, and he's going to stop. He's going to want to shut it down right away. Uh, he's not going to probably mess he's probably never going to honestly touch the lukewarm because I mean they're doing they're doing themselves bad injustices as, as well so he's not even going to mess put his mind on them um, so not to be well not to be rude but I mean it, it's the truth right they're not doing it if you're lukewarm you're not doing anything so why waste your time <clears throat> okay these verses sorry uh, about acts coming um, attacks coming in disguise uh, talks about in Titus 2.12 uh, 1 Peter one thirteen, 
First uh, Thessalonians five six, and some of these verses speak about living uh, living soberly, watch and be sober, be sober minded, um, to be aware of these attacks that are coming. And um, also another thing I do want to bring up is to not be surprised from whom or where the attacks come from. Um, very sensitive subject, but once you're starting to get on fire, and I've, and I've seen this um, from a couple of testimonies, actually very, very many testimonies um, from that I heard online and a couple of close friends of mine, uh, two in particular, and you know the testimonies are very, they're very pow powerful, and they're very informative, and a lot of them are, are, are always a, not the same. There's little tweaks in them, but when people start getting on fire, for, like I said, you're going to get on the devil's radar. He's not going to like it. He's going to try to mess with you. <clears throat> and if he can't get, get you the same way that he's gotten you in the past uh, by doing certain sins, um, by you know not getting into the word of God, you know, by not praying, if you're praying and doing all those things you're supposed to, you're not sinning, he's going to obviously try some new tricks. So don't be surprised because it does happen. And like I said, be a lot of testimonies, very some different, but similar, but it all comes down to once they started becoming on fire for God, there was some opposition and some attacks by some people they did not think was coming specifically very close friends or family members. And so I read this, um, specifically two testimonies from my friends. They were similar where they got attacked. Uh, their faith got attacked by a close friend, and the other one I, blame, I believe was a close family member. And I remember hearing it. it was, they were a little bit ahead of me in their walk, um, and I remember listening to some testimonies. I was like, oh, man, that's horrible. Um, but I was also thinking at the same time, like, yeah, I don't see that happen to me, you know. Not, not within my, you know, inner circle of friends or family. And I was very wrong, uh, not to get into specific detail, but I was very wrong. And it was a very close person to me that did attack my faith and it hurt a lot. However, that's why I said the, the power of testimonies, good or bad, um, Jesus is going to use them by hearing what those other people went through, not saying none of it hurt. Um, knowing that, you know, why or how it happened, because I knew it was an attack coming from the enemy. Uh, it still hurt, but I at least it didn't it didn't set me back as as much as it probably would have had I kind of not know, knew what was going on. Had I not heard those testimonies, I said, thank you, God, um, for putting uh, putting those testimonies in front of me so I could hear them. Um, had I not known, maybe it would have set me back a lot more than it did as opposed to kind of just getting in my flesh for a little bit. Um, but then I saw what was happening. I saw the enemy was definitely trying to slow me down, trying to hurt me. So basically just added, after I kind of calmed down and everything, it added more fuel to my fire and I kept pressing on. <clears throat> so like I said, um, be, be weary and like I said, be ready uh, for those attacks. Not to be negative, but like I said, if I wasn't telling you some of this stuff, I wasn't telling, I wouldn't be telling about how the devil is going to try to uh, mess up your life or set you back or whatnot or influence others to slow you down. I wouldn't be doing my job here and uh, be an injustice um, to your faith because we, we need to hear these things to be prepared. And I'm going to go ahead and close out with another verse. 
and is uh, from Ephesians 6, verse 12, states here, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. So I hope uh, y'all got, um, I got something out of this message. Um, maybe I'll just go over and give a quick outline of what I went through. Uh, so the strategies that the devil will use, <coughs> excuse me, imitates. I want to take notes and write these down. Imitates, and that's discussed in Acts 8, Revelations 13, 16, and 19. He counterfeits, referenced Matthew 13, 24 through 30 and 38 through 40 steals kills and destroys reference in genesis 3 matthew 13 acts 5 and 7 and luke 22 he afflicts and oppresses luke 13 16 matthew uh 8 verse 16 <clears throat> excuse me he accuses uh first john 2 1 he blinds second corinthians 4 uh verses 3 through 4 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14, he hinders. Matthew 16, verses 21 through 23, uh, he disguises himself. 2 Corinthians 11, verses 13 through 15, and he twists the word of God. Uh, verse, um, yeah, uh, John 8, verse 44, and Genesis 2, verses 16 through 17, and Genesis 3, verse 1. Um, so like I said, I hope y'all got some good out of it. Um, next episode, hopefully it'll probably be within about a week. Um, still trying to get a hang of this whole podcast thing. Uh, take some time to get used to. So I'm trying to kick them out as fast as possible, uh, to get y'all some good me message so we can move out of that lukewarm and we can make, uh, start making moves for God. So with that, I uh, hope y'all have a great rest of the week. Have, hope y'all have a great weekend. Uh, Y'all be blessed, be praying for your friends, be praying for your family, spend time with the Lord, get in your Bible, fast if you need to, and I'll see y'all in episode four. Be blessed, be encouraged, be bold. Bye-bye.